Bacon is my podcast. Would like to thank BarkBox, Fresh Clean Teas, Poddex, Paramount Plus, Legacy Sports Supplements, our patrons over on patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast for more of the show extra episodes extra shows yeah check us out over there see if it's something you want to be a part of you guys keep the show running and most of all we would like to thank all of you thank you so much always remember to ask yourself hashtag what's your bacon 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 is my podcast bacon 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 is my So what's up, bud? <laughs> I was saying so. You were. You were saying so. Oh! it is my podcast. Don't you dare! I can't take that. That's like I. I listen to the New Day pod. Yeah, that's great, and it's awesome. And so I can't. I mean, that's they don't do that intro anymore, right? But uh, now they do live from a Zoom call. Yeah. But uh, shout out to uh, the New Day Pod because I'm a listener. Yeah, so am I. Super awesome. I enjoy it. Yeah. They're, they're great. They're so good. Um, but uh, they're part of WWE. Yeah. We're not here with somebody WWE today. No. Um, today we have a really, really awesome Yeah awesome interview one of my favorites honestly that we've ever done with nick aldis yeah uh nwa world's heavyweight champion you never yeah. said that you you always said world heavyweight champion it's the world's heavyweight champion. is it is it pluralized yes it is hmm i don't know no 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 apostrophe s is it it's it's on not belt? pluralized on the it's, title belt yeah it says world's the world's heavyweight champion. If you if you look it up on the interwebs, I'm gonna look it up right now. Up, it will say Nick Aldis, NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. I'm gonna look up the title belt. NWA World. Is that how you spell that? Yeah. <laughs> NWA. Well, don't put NWA because then the rap group comes up. Well, I'm I'm putting NWA title belt because I'm gonna look it up. And I'm going to see what it says on it. You, my friend, are absolutely correct. I am absolutely correct because it's the world's I, heavyweight champion. I, for the past two hours, James Peter Garavac, has sounded like an idiot every time you brought that up. Have been absolutely, unequivocally, positively, totally wrong. And you, sir, are right. Yeah, well... You know what? Everybody gets one. <laughs> That's true. But as That's he true. was saying, it's probably one of our favorite interviews that we've done. Hangouts that we've done. Yeah. Uh, Nick Aldis, super cool guy. Really, cool really guy. down to earth. Uh, I mean, <sighs> I I love it was super cool. It, as you guys it was are listening, a lot of fun. Pay attention to a couple things as you're listening because he he did say a couple things that I think are very poignant. Um, I really loved his answer when we were talking to him about 
what, uh, as a person that grew up in England and then mm-hmm. moved to America and has been there for the past, been here for the past 11 years, what English traits he kept and what American traits he adopted. Yeah. His answer to that, I think is really, really cool um, because it's, it's like, it's something that I also think is a great American quality. Yeah. Um, that I don't know if it's uniquely American. I, I don't want to like kind of try and come off pompous and say that, but just from, from the way he, he spoke, I think that it's really cool that he kind of thinks it is. And, uh, and I agree. I think yeah. there's a certain hustle aspect to it. You guys will have to check it out and listen to it. Yeah. But man, what a cool guy. And if he too was flying solo tonight. Yeah. Uh, just as I am uh, recording this podcast, he had the, he had the chillins. Yep. I had the chillins. Yep. And we just made it work. Yeah, his his uh, his son makes a, a quick appearance. Yeah, uh, a completely um, uninterested appearance. Yeah, it's well, fantastic. You know who cares about fantastic. us? Well, you know he's he's been to Wembley. Yeah, we are not that. Yeah, we're this small, small space. But uh, but uh, if you want to if you want to hear from somebody, and I mean this is what our podcast is all about. If you want to hear from somebody that is passionate about what they do and putting everything into what they do. And talks about it with passion. Loves man. Loves his business. Yeah. Check it out. Check him out. And uh, we're going to get to it now. Wait, 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 wait. Well, yeah. Now. And we are here once again. Uh, This week we have NWA, World's Heavyweight Champion. Uh, We've got the founder of... uh, Legacy Sports Nutrition, and a dude who has his own suit line. Yeah. This guy's doing everything. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Busy Mr. Guy. Nick Aldis. What's going on, sir? Um, I'm doing very well. Thank, uh, you're, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Ah, thank you for taking some I mean, time to so hang out with us. So for the past few weeks, you've been hearing about Legacy Sports uh, Nutrition because yeah. we now have a promo code, yeah. which is awesome because they don't just – hand those out to anybody they do not it uh it, it feels kind of nice so we have, yeah, if you go to legacysubs.com you can check out everything that is on there and you know fill your cart and uh with the promo code bacon pod you can get 10 yes. percent off your entire order but enough everything 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 there's that there's that southern twang yeah that is picking that up from uh, are you developing a southern twang uh, oh my my uh my accent's all over the place now it's 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 one of the occasional things that like so if somebody tries to like troll me on you know social media it's like your stupid fake american accent like <laughs> it's, it's, it's it, i promise you it's not a fake american accent it's just a weird hybrid accent from the fact that I, I'm a transplant from rural England who's lived in the South now for like 11 years. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so, How much yeah. of a culture shock was that when you moved over? <laughs> um, well, I, when I first moved, I moved, my first place I moved to was Clearwater, Florida, which okay. I loved. Like it was, you know, um, but you know, it, back then obviously I was working for TNA and so it was, it was the the choice was pretty much florida um right, but I, right. didn't, I just didn't want to live in orlando because i thought well if i'm going to move to florida i want to be near the beach i want to be near the ocean and uh a lot of my friends were in uh wwe developmental at the time at fcw so they were all in tampa 
So aside from all, like I had friends in two places. Well, three, if you include Nashville, I suppose. But like, I I basically, when I I came to the States, I was 22, 23. I had, and I I knew nobody in anywhere besides Nashville, Orlando, or Tampa Bay. And um, I went to, uh, I actually went to visit Nigel McGuinness. um, And he was living in Largo at the time. And I just, and we went to Clearwater Beach and I just remember like being in the ocean at Clearwater Beach and just like looking around and just seeing like hot chicks everywhere. Like the water is like a bath, like the sun shining, like, and I'm just, and I look at, it was me and Doug Williams, you know, cause we were tag team at the time. And I just remember looking at Doug and like shake it. And Doug was like, I'm, you know, he looked at me as you're going to move here, aren't you? I was like, hundred <laughs> percent. Immediately. Like, like, well, cause we'd already been talking about it. I was sort of, I was, I was renegotiating. Uh, like I, when they first brought me in, I, they were flying me in and out from England, which was okay. just yeah. brutal on my body. You know, it was like, yeah, yeah I bet. How, like, how long did I mean, you do that? Like a year. Oh, wow. Almost a year. Like, yeah. but I, at the time when I first started, I had no choice because I still had a lot of commitments in the UK with with gladiators yeah. and and uh, appearances and you know acting stuff, and so I, I it was it wasn't really it was never really brought up. It was like we'll we'll fly you in for TV tapings and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then um, I just got to a point where uh, Bob Ryder, uh, rest his soul, he 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 knew that I was over it like but he also but and and he so he sort of sneakily told me hey uh when i send you your flight details by the way if you go right down to the bottom you'll always see how much we spent on the flights so you might want to just kind of keep that in mind when you're like in other words he was telling he was basically smartening me up about how to negotiate for a better contract because right yeah i basically then went turned around to the office and went uh you guys spent like 55 grand on flights for me last year like <laughs> that doesn't seem to make any sense so why don't you take that number you know and right, add it right. to, like add, add it, it to, to and, I'll move it, and i'll move to florida you know and they were just kind of yeah. like oh yeah okay like, <laughs> so then i was like cool man and like I, I like i said i was 22 i got you know i i was like i i had an apartment in uh in clearwater i was like going to the beach every day, going to the gym every day, like, you know, going to strip clubs every night. Like me at Davari was my roommate. Like, well, I was like, this is the best thing, best time ever. Living the life. Yeah. <laughs> best time ever. I, and I can, I can attest that my wife has family or had family down in Clearwater beach. And it's, it's awesome. It it's is really awesome. It's, it's, it's nice. It's away from like the craziness of Orlando and the tourism and all that stuff. It's, it's a great, great spot. Yeah. yeah no, I had the best time ever. And then, um, but yeah, after uh, after I met Mickey and and we started dating and and got more serious, it was kind of like, well, I guess I'll move to Virginia because that's where you know because I like I what how was I going to win that battle? You're like, yeah, right, right. I, I, hey, why don't you move to Clearwater where you have no family and you know and everything? Because <laughs> I like living here. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I think I think living there because of the strip clubs is a hard sell for a girl you're trying to <laughs> get with. Yeah, sometimes it can be. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so so they were flying you across and everything, but you've mm. now, you've now been in America for like, however many years. Uh, so, 
what are we what are we out 2021 so uh, 11 years 11 years yeah yeah Yeah, i relocated in in 2010 i started working in tna in 09 but i relocated in 2010. so is there like um what's the most uh like if you if you could put your finger on what's the most like english quality you kept and what's the most american quality you gained um that's that's a good question i think um I think I've always had uh, what I would deem to be American qualities in the sense that I feel like I've always, I've always, I always lived with this thought and this is not, and this is certainly unusual for, especially where I grew up in England, it's not the, not the prevailing mentality at all. And I never felt like I fit in there and for that reason, but I always had the mentality of like, why not me? Mm -hmm. Right? Like someone's going to do it. Like, you know, and and it was sort of, I just, I never, I think I never lost that sort of childlike kind of self-belief that, hey, you know, I know it's it's like corny and and, and every version of this has been said in some way, shape or form, but I think I always lived with this sort of, with this belief that it can be done. Like, right. Yeah. it's it's not it's 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 not necessarily always going to just sort of present itself to you but it can be done like in it, you know the the only the only thing that the only thing that you the only way you can really guarantee an outcome is if you give up right like in any other yeah. way like there's always something um so i think i've always had that sort of american sort of uh which i always believed is the prevailing american mentality of like you we can do better you know, like it can, like, why not me? It can be done. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but I think at the same time, I think I, d- I definitely have a, a, a more British sense of humor, which is we're British people. We we take the piss out of each other, right. like, <laughs> like it's what in America. In America, you know, it's definitely become a bit more acceptable in American culture from what I can see, like, but what it's what Americans sort of refer to as like roasting. Right. Right. But that's just a sort of, that's a typical sort of prevailing sense of humor in Britain. Like we're, like we're more than happy to make fun of, we'll make fun of each other, but it's, it's in the, it's with the understanding that like you can make fun of me too. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think in America it's funny. Cause I think, I think you have that, but you have that in certain, like, maybe not certain industries, but certain um, kinds of people that are that tend to go for certain things, like entertainment, right? Yeah, like, uh, we're musicians, and so like I've never not been in a band where we roast each other constantly, you know? yeah. And it's it's it seems like that happens. A lot, Everybody then, has their time in the barrel, and yeah, you, and you just have to know that. And if you and if you don't like you you learn it really quick like the people who give you that reaction that they're, they're the ones you have to break down right yeah right like i've i've always had a fairly thick skin when it comes like it if someone makes fun of me like even if it's someone i don't know if it if it's genuinely funny like uh, it even you know even if it is something that's a bit like oh man you got me like i'm i'm, it's, I'm still going to appreciate that, that was a funny do joke. it well. It's only, yeah. it's only when people just shit on you that is when I'm sort of just like, okay, well, that was uncalled for, and like right, you're unhappy. Right, yeah. you're, you're obviously unhappy, right? So, yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know. I think that, and social media kind of makes makes that 
sense of humor a little challenging because yeah. tone is lost, you know, and context yeah. is lost. And there's always going to be someone who's just looking for something to fucking try to get you with. Right. right. So then it's like, especially like, and I will, I'll, I'll go down a rabbit hole here, but you know, you can always, there's the, and I'm sure that there are, I'm, I've probably got many people like this in my life, in my career where, especially being in Orlando all that time in TNA where I was just like, I'd be out and just hammered and like not giving a shit and like just, you know, say whatever came into my head. But, you know, I've always had a healthy, like I, I, I'm a businessman first and foremost. Like I can, so with that, with that in mind, I completely appreciate uh, fans, you know, paying fans. Mm -hmm. But if you're some schmuck, who's like downloading the shit for free illegally and you're coming and you're only coming to like the free tapings and then you're spending all this time going like, everyone pay attention to me and what I think. And then right, they right. fuck off. Like no one My cares. opinion's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, you know, ju just because I said, Hey, I'm going to be appearing at so-and-so on such and such a date. That wasn't an invitation for you to give me unsolicited career advice. Fuck off. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's like, they can have no manners at all. Mm -hmm. Like, you could have, you know, you could have had like the longest day ever. You've, you know, you, you've got shit going on at home. You're stressed, whatever. You, you know, who, no one knows, right? And then some, some dickhead can just be like, "Hey, sign this for me," and I'll be like, "No, right. like not, not like that," you know. But now that person is like, "All right." They're now it's payback time, right? Now right, every right. now every chance they get, they, he doesn't care about his fans. He's an asshole. It's, you know, it dawned on me a couple of years ago that they're obviously unhappy, but they don't need to make. That doesn't mean I have to let them make me unhappy too. Right, like, right, and yeah. it kind of and 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 it, it it completely changed my um my entire sort of approach to social media. But anyway, to your point about the the American qualities and British qualities, it's funny because I like to think that I have. A little bit more of a British um, groundedness, like realism, you know, okay. cynicism. It, it, my, you know, my wife and I—that will often be the point of contention in uh, some of our disagreements. Will be like where she'll be like, "Don't you, don't be negative," and I'm going like, "I don't think I'm not being negative, being realistic." You know, like that. Yeah. But at the same time, compared, but see, compared to the kind of people where where I came from, they consider me like a pie in the sky. Right, you know, you're a dreamer. Dreamer, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like the, like you know, I'm, sh I'm sure they, like they, you know, mocked me relentlessly about what I wanted to do with my life, and you know, and and like, and the fact that, and like the fact that I've been able to achieve what I have, and and look, I'm not suggesting that I'm some massive success story, but you know, I've, I've, I've done all right. It's like to them, that's like it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, you know, because it's because I, I came from one of those places that very that is very much one of those sort of like no one ever gets out of here type places. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I think I think it, I I like to think that I have a nice sort of middle ground. You know. Yeah. Well, I think Absolutely. you you probably had to to, to like you're you're successful and right. and you are you know like you, you I I you're being humble and saying you know like not to say I'm a big success but but man you're you're you make a living doing something you love. That's that, success. That, that's, that's true. That's, that's you know. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we got to take a quick time out. As you can probably tell by now, Jim and I 
we're t-shirt guys and we're always always looking for the most comfortable and best fitting t-shirts possible when it comes to ourselves or our merch sometimes they're soft and they unravel in a few washes sometimes they're durable but they feel like sandpaper on your nipples and it's just not our thing well maybe it's jim's thing but it's definitely not my thing and you know sometimes you clean your shirts and from sweating at work or on stage they just kind of get all funky even after you clean them well fresh clean tees is a solution for all your t-shirt woes with multiple styles and colors they keep you looking so fresh and so clean go to baconismypodcast.com click on the sponsors tab and click on the fresh clean tees link and start looking great and feeling great without spending a fortune again that's baconismypodcast.com click on the sponsors tab then scroll to that fresh clean tees link to start looking comfortable and stylish at affordable prices. Even though like you get a huge peek behind the curtain with wrestling nowadays with the way that social media is and all that kind of stuff, people still are just dumbfounded with the fact that people from AEW can be friends with people in WWE. No That's way. That's so funny to it's me, like, yeah. Yeah, oh, well, that one's, yeah, where do they come from? Like, <laughs> Our fans aren't yeah. allowed to like more than one thing. That right, drives right. me. We, we get uh, that in music, too. The, like yeah, the, the territorial sort of... Um, and I will say that that is unfortunately something I would identify as a very American yes. uh, trait. I can see that. Yeah, I can of, and, and I don't, and I certainly don't want to get into this too deeply, but it's mm-hmm. indicative of kind of the the political structure of America with the two party yes. system. It's everything. If you if you if you look, and, and I, maybe it's because the spectator sees more of the game. You know what I mean? But because mm-hmm. I I grew up witnessing one type of political structure which believe me has plenty of its own flaws and issues as it is right but then coming here and seeing a totally different one and there are parts of it that i really like that in principle i go yeah this makes a lot of sense but then there are but now you know as it's sort of gone on you sort of go okay this 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 may not may not be the best system in this in the current era like you know this sort of this system that was derived from like ancient rome like may have made sense once upon a time but it might might need a little things have to adapt and update (laughs) it's created a situation where if you think about it it's like for everything there's a sort of there's this kind of binary like you're either one side or the other you know it's like you know coke or pepsi like right yeah, you know, like it's always there's always a sort of you're no like and and I said me and it's funny I was having this conversation today with with someone where we said you know there's always going to be a certain amount of people who are just engineered to want to like the other thing besides the most popular one. It's just right. the way right. some people are wired, mm-hmm. and that's hey, and that's great. Like we don't you know we certainly don't want monopolies. We certainly don't want but yeah, you, well, that's competition, which is yeah, good. competition is good for business and yeah, and all of that shit. And it's like we're just, but it's choices, also yeah, choice rising time lives right? all. Like, yeah, but like, no one's asking you to pledge allegiance to right, you know, exactly yeah, which group of guys in tights fighting each other in a ring <laughs> on TV is, is like the is the one and only. Like you can pick whichever one you want. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's always a weird versus. Thing. And and I, I wonder if like the 
you know, when during like the Monday Night War era, if that kind of helped foster that along because there was that pot shots at each other Maybe. thing. But I, Ooh, I also just think like we're in a in a it's so it's different. Yeah, it's way different. Dude, people have been, you know, that that, that era, that that period of time has been so romanticized. Oh yeah, historically, that, yep. that I feel like what happened was is this next generation have just been desperate to have their own one. But I think that, um, yeah, it, it's but because you you know it was such a remarkable period that it's just it's fascinating and it's fun to keep going back and reliving it and and now and it's like almost like a whole they had like a whole second sort of bite of the apple by sort of going and here's how it, what's happened behind the scenes right yeah, so yeah. It's like a whole thing all over again and if you think about it now when when fans are discussing that period there is as much if not more discussion about behind the scenes as there is about right. the actual shows itself so it's right. like that completely changed the culture of the business like by the time what i came in uh it was sort of it was totally expected and understood that like everyone's gonna just shoot on everything that's happening pretty much as it's happening <laughs> so my my the, i think that's why when when we started doing the nwa stuff in 2017 my my input really was basically why not just base it on what's real mm-hmm because it's because you can't dispute the fact like let's take uh me and cody for example you can like people are already gonna sort of make up their minds about all these different conflicts that may or may not exist between us and so they sort of go oh he's probably jealous of cody because of you know cody's had more to okay yep yep that's that's accurate like of course i have a healthy i have a healthy envy of cody's success but oh, Cody might, but Cody might be jealous of Nick because he's bigger and you know he's got a better physique, or because he's got the belt that Cody always wanted. You know, yes, that that could right, very yeah. well be a, that could very well be a, an accurate thing. So we just we just played on all of those things instead of going like, oh, you know, you, you tried to run me over with your car. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, like you know, it's, it's like no, you didn't. You know, like <laughs> that's just, because that's always the thing wanna... that takes me out of it. Honestly, right. yeah. that always takes me out of it because it's like. I, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to, nor do I want to know all the ins and outs of behind the scenes. And it always blew my mind the minute I ever had a friend talk to me about someone's contract negotiation. I was like, why do you know that? And who cares? Like, why do I, I don't care what he's getting paid. I I care what he does to entertain me on TV. Right. You know, like, but why does he want this championship? Why does he, you know, that's what I want to, but if you use it, but if you use it the right way, like punk did in 2011, again, it's, and and he's a great example of a guy who understood like, well, look, they're going to, there's an insatiable appetite for what's really happening anyway. Mm -hmm. So I can just play off of it. And then that can become the backdrop for this story. That's still at the end of the day, it's about creating a moment in time. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's really been my focus was like, look, I, I, I have made more money in the last couple of years than I ever made in my career. And I haven't been on TV. I haven't been on like tr- traditional conventional TV in like five years. Right. Yeah. Right. But because I've because I've sort of managed to create a situation where 
like if I'm judicious about when I wrestle and when I appear and who I wrestle and, and, and the, you know, the, the way that it's done, it's like, I can get enough people to be invested enough where it's a moment in time for those yeah. people. So then well, it's you like, guys, oh, you guys did it a really yeah. interesting creative way too, with like kind of bringing the, the NWA back to prominence. Yeah. Right. Like it was, it, it was really cool. I thought how, you took the idea of like what a world champion is and that champion that defends his championship everywhere. And you oh, don't really don't, get that. Don't, don't start on that. You'll get all the, all the Quidditch trolls who are, who are mad at me for, mad at me for, <laughs> not, for, for not wrestling more, even though I get for not wrestling more. Right. Like, well, I just, I, it was just cool because yeah. you, you would show up, uh, you know, you wrestled on an, uh, you right. won the championship at a right, CZW right. event, right. you know, like right, you, right. you wrestled in AEW, all these, all these things where it wasn't like, to see you, I have to watch the NWA show and I have right. to, you know, you guys didn't wait to create right, right. that. You created a, a buzz story and a buzz. And, yeah, and where you told a story around it, yeah. And and the and the funny thing about that is that a, a lot of that just happened uh, by, by chance because- Really? When, so I'll, I'll give you the truncated version, but when, when we when we first when I first sort of agree with Billy, like all right, I'll I'll, I'll give this a go. Um, I I basically I pretty much I showed at the time uh, it was right around the time that McGregor and Mayweather had had their fight, and then a month later Canelo and Triple G had had their fight. Uh, and I'm a big Triple G fan, so I was going to get that Canelo Triple G fight. But I bought those two pay-per-views and they were about a month apart. I remember because there was a little bit of like saltiness between like HBO and Showtime and all that, you know, right. HBO kind of like taking I remember that, stuff. yeah. Yeah, and it was like, I'm a, I'm a big HBO, I loved HBO boxing. I always thought HBO boxing was the sort of pinnacle of sports presentation, sports television. But I remember, I basically, I remember having this conversation with Billy where I said, I'm by no means like a, a big boxing fan. I like, I am a boxing fan, but I'm not, you, you know, I've done, I've done stuff for fight where like I've sat there with like Dan Raphael and, you know, and guys like that, and I'm way out of my depth, you know, like, like, I, you know, I was, I'll say it right up front. Like uh, you're, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan only. Right. Right. Like I'm not a aficionado, but <clears throat> I remember making the point, like I just bought two pay-per-views back to back in a, in a month purely based on like the, the hype for it. There's no, they didn't have a TV show, right? You know, they weren't, there wasn't episodic like boxing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, Oh, they say box this guy and then he boxed another guy. And then he, if he be beats this guy in a boxing right. match, he has to box this guy. They was like, Nope, we've made this fight and this is how we got it set up. And now we're going to watch these guys train and prepare for each other. And they're going to talk about why it's important and why the, why the other guy, you know, why it's so important for them to win. And obviously Mayweather and McGregor, they did it a whole different way, but they were both presented in two completely different ways. And I remember showing these pieces to, to them, to Billy and, and Lagana, being like, look, here's one, here's one direction where they're going full on like pro wrestling, right? Like, you know, there's sort of money and the suits and the sort of full like and it's like, look at me, like talking shit to each other and like, you know, having pull aparts every time they do these press conferences and everything like that. And then there's Canelo and Triple G who are very 
respectful, very professional, but they're like, but there's this, it's, but everyone else is building it for them because they're going, right. these are the two best guys. Right. This guy from Europe hasn't got his due in years. He's been like knocking people the fuck out, like all over the world. And he finally, like no American promoter would give him the time of day. He finally came to America and now he's just like, he's become this like enigma, this triple G. And then there's Canelo, who's like the biggest star in Mexico. Right. And well, and the US to be fair, because of the, the massive Hispanic following. But they're they're gonna fight. And it's like a classic middleweight encounter, like harping back to the days of like Hagler and Hearns and stuff, you know, and people are going like, Man, this is the one. It's like two gunslingers. And so I remember sort of looking at both of those and going, see, these are the two classic ways to build a, a, a prize fight. It's either two, like, completely outrageous, larger-than-life personas, and this town ain't big enough for the both of us, or right. it's the two fastest guns, Marks, yeah. and it's like, hey, no hard feelings, strictly business. You need to find who's the best, yeah. Right. What, someone's going to win and someone's going to lose. Right. And I'm like, you tell that, you, people will never listen to, and remember it's me who told you, no one will ever get tired of those stories. Right, hundred percent. When, when that story is done right, it works every time. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. was what, that was the ten pounds of gold era, and I loved it because I did it with Tim Storm, I did it with Cody, I did it with Marty. You know, I, like I did it with God, PJ Black. I mean, you know, I did it with you know, I, I could I could do it with anyone. Yeah, because uh, and then I did and then I did it again with Mike Bennett, like in the pandemic era. Because all you got to do is go, hey, give us. 15 minutes of your time to emotionally invest in this guy. And yeah. the beauty of it is the longer I went, the more, the, you know, the more times I pulled this off, the easier it got for me because now I don't have to do as much to, to really promote myself. Right. Right. You're, you know, we well, can you're, you're the, the established. You we know. can spend most of the time building up the other guy. Right. Because it's like, someone's got to topple you. Right. This, this, you know? this one might, this guy might be the one. Right. And it's like, again, you know, so you get these, these, these fucking uh, sort of, uh, you know, self-appointed experts who have never wrestled anywhere and never booked right. anywhere and never drawn any money, never promoted anything, but they're sitting there going, Oh, we should have done this and they should do that. And, oh, right, right. Do this. and it's like, based on, based on, you have zero evidence to support these opinions. You have zero, you have, mm. and you have zero metrics to back up what you're saying, because that what you're talking about applies to attitude era television wrestling. Yeah, right. It doesn't apply to a prize fight approach to wrestling where the majority of the, you know, all your eggs are in one basket, which is pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, right. You know, I hate to, hate to break it to those people, but like Floyd Mayweather made more money than any boxer in history and he's undefeated. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Because it, it because it got to a point where maybe this guy's the one, right? Who's going to do it? One. Who's going to do it? Right, and then but then uh, over time there were people on the other side who went, no, nah, Floyd's going to be undefeated forever. Like, right, never right. Gonna no be. one, yeah. no one's going to be the one. Guess what? They both bought it. Don't go away. We'll be back right after these messages. On your fitness journey, extraordinary results require extraordinary action. 
Your training and quality of nutrition is definitely key, but adding a well-developed nutritional supplement protocol will push your results to the next level. And that's where Legacy Sports Nutrition comes in. Legacy Sports Nutrition believes that everything you want to achieve in life can be aided by optimizing human performance. All of their formulas have been professionally developed for both men and women and are made to the highest quality standards. Legacy Sports Nutrition is a brand founded and operated by athletes who have been performing at world-class levels for decades. When I say athletes who perform at world-class levels, I truly mean it. This is NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis' company, so you know these items are absolutely championship quality. Go to LegacySupps.com and use the promo code BACONPOD and you'll receive 10% off your order. Once again, that's LegacySupps.com. Use the promo code BACONPOD for 10% off your order. Set your goals, push your limits, and leave your legacy. And we're back from commercial that was pre-planned and ready to go the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, uh, we, we, we talked about it ahead of time and we realized that, you know, people have a tendency to just tune out when they see you seamlessly throw to commercials you know what right, what, right. what what works better and what really catches people off guard is if you're just mid-sentence and then it just boom that's it yeah commercial because now you're going wait what what was the rest of the story what was the payoff what happened, what happened? yeah okay See? fine i'll get my car insurance with geico shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, uh hopefully that works for us i don't know We'll see. Well, you know what's important yeah. is that is that the people that are having a hard time kind of concentrating and getting in there is uh, they sh- they should go check out some Total Mind because that just came out and that can help them stay focused and help them exactly. Uh, yeah, nootropics yeah. are all the rage, and uh, yes, if you're if you're worried about uh, brain fog or concentration issues or memory issues, then Total Mind has a, a blend of vitamins and minerals and nootropics, including a DMAE, which helps slow down the degenerative process of your brain and helps boost your cognitive function so if if you like uh like we do drink a healthy amount of whiskey you're constantly destroying your brain functions and uh so help a little bit (laughs) hopefully hopefully slow down the process definitely Uh, can't hurt definitely can't hurt but but uh, yeah sorry i I think what i was going to say was and again i went off on a tangent i have a tendency to do that but um okay the yeah the reason that we sort of fell into all that stuff with the 10 pounds of gold stuff in the traveling champion thing was because at the time uh that i won the title the first time i just happened to have all those bookings like already you know already in my schedule so i already had bookings in europe i already had some in australia um and uh i, may, I want to say maybe I don't. I think, and then I think. Well, I was definitely already talking to Inoki about China, but it was. But then after I won the title, it was like, oh, we're definitely doing that. So it was right, like yeah. next thing you know, it was like, oh, cool. Like I've got title defenses set up on like four different continents. Like that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, then and then people started going, oh, this is so cool. Like they're doing the whole traveling champion thing, and it was kind of like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're doing that. <laughs> that's great. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah this is all planned. It's funny because, like, I was going to ask about that. So, you know, going, leaving Impact and the uh, Global Force, all that stuff, and and you end up with Billy Corgan and this new NWA concept and stuff. And, you know, 
the, now you've got the traveling champion, which is awesome, brings it back to the old territory days and stuff yeah. like that. But going in to T, uh, to NWA from you know a couple of established companies and stuff, were you worried at all? Like going into okay, this is something brand new, and you know, obviously he was building the company on your shoulders. Uh, yeah. You know, you know what's funny is when I think back to that period, and um, I just I think because I had no expectations, uh, it it was it was it was actually one of the healthiest things I could have done because I I was it there was there was nothing promised, you know, there was no. Um, Sort of like I'm gonna, we're gonna do this thing big. We're gonna have TV. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. You know, I mean, you hear this stuff over and over again in this business. Sure, right, right. These people, you know, and um, the the when I realized that, wow, they actually they actually listened to me, and we tried this sort of docu series style presentation sort of making all of the emphasis instead of trying to get people to watch another wrestling show with a ring and a bunch of guys having matches, we're going to get you to watch 10 minutes on two guys mm -hmm. and just two guys only. And we're going to ask you to watch that, you know, a few different episodes of this so that by the time you finished, you've invested this time. Now you really want to see just this one match. Right. Yeah. And we're going to do it one <laughs> one title at a time kind of thing, you know, yeah, <laughs> we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll remind everybody. And, you know, we just, it was Billy. I remember Billy saying basically to me, he goes, look, I, I've, I've bought three assets. I've got three assets. The way I look at it, I've got the name, I've got the belt and I've got you like, that was his sort of, you know, in his mm -hmm. mind, he's like, these are my three assets. So it's like, this is the best way to, you know, and then, and then, pretty pretty quickly we realized that we had another asset in tim storm yeah you know so it was like wow this guy's like such a compelling character in this type of presentation yeah like he's so earnest and so authentic and so genuine uh and that's where the whole thing sort of came from was based on the way tim performed for lack of a better term but it wasn't a performance like that's the point and right, right. so then i so and because of that like i felt the freedom to be real too and next thing you know it's like these are two totally different guys uh who are going after the same thing i'm interested in this because yeah, right. people didn't feel like they were trying to be sold anything right and and the, and the, the the smart the other smart thing that that Billy did was able to, was was uh, acquire the the rights to use the Houston library, so yeah. we could just and you know that's been that's been you know it's been helpful because it was just that way to just constantly reinforce to people this is this championship has a lot of value, right? Yeah, like this is the. Here's this is the you know, one. in case you just in case you forgot, here's Harley right. Race, here's Dusty right. Rhodes, here's Ric Flair, here's Terry Funk. You know, just, just not you know, not not to a point where it was obnoxious, but just enough where it was like, Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. This has some lineage but, to it. And right. It's important. People yeah. would say early on, like, are you guys going to change the belt? And I'd be like, would you change the Stanley Cup? Why? Yeah, I, I was yeah, going to bring like, that up. I love I love that the design and the belt is the same the same one because it you can look back why would and you, you see what, it's lineage. Why would you why yeah. would you change it? Yeah, well why like, would the person holding it not want to have a picture right. of them holding the right. same belt and then you can find a picture of Harley Race holding the same or, belt or or in my case like when Harley you know obviously I trained with Harley in 07 and right. stuff like that but but when Harley you know felt comfortable to sort of give me his endorsement and blessing right. it was like hey let's take a picture with you holding your belt and i'll hold mine because he still had his yeah. old version of it you know and it's like that's what, so awesome you, know, so cool. you can't you can't you can't buy that no nope. was what was that like for you like like oh, i mean it, like it, i know you, you train with him and you knew him and, right. and all that but but that moment you know very gratifying because harley he you know look it's uh, I, I don't want to harp on it too much but it's safe to say that the, the the period of the NWA prior to Billy acquiring it was not necessarily its finest hour, right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I it was quite well understood that Harley was not gonna right. he you know he was kind of like I'm I'm you know he he's not he's not lending his name to any of this, um so I never you know so it was not something that I ever pressed, mm-hmm. uh, and it just just threw through you know through the work we did the work and then by the time you know people forget that by the time Cody and I all in we we hadn't even been doing the we hadn't even I hadn't even been working with Billy for a year yeah like that was we I kind of technically started doing stuff with him in like September or October of 2017 and then by September 1st of 2018 was all in. Right. Yeah. Wow. I didn't you know, know so, that. That's such but a the, short time. But the build for that started in like what, May? Yeah. You know, yeah, it was a long time. Like I remember when we did the thing in London where I sort of came and accepted that. That was another thing. You know, we just, we back then, because when you were, you know, it's, it's, I read a lot of business books mm-hmm. and I'm a big Richard Branson guy. And Richard Branson always talks about like, I don't have one big company. I have, you know, 400 small companies, mm-hmm. because if you stay small, you can stay agile and you can do, you can do more quickly that you can, you know, you can think of an idea and you haven't got to run it up a, you know, obnoxious chain of command and, you know, right. try to figure out all the moving parts. You can just go do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that was kind of like, so, you know, we they do this. Obviously we, we figure out that we're going to, I'm we're going to do all in and me and Cody's going to be the match, you know, and, I happened to be booked on the day that they did the press conference in Chicago. So instead of going, Oh my God, like what should we do? It was like, well, just use, just we'll use that. We just we'll make that part of the deal. Right. So Billy's at the press conference, but I'm not. So I go, well, in, you know, if this is, if I'm me and I'm, you know, if this is a price fight, I'm mm-hmm. pissed, you know? So I go like, I don't care what you said. I didn't, I didn't agree to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, and so then it's like, well, then Ring of Honor are, are trying to are asking me to, to do these shows in the UK. And we go. That's where I should show up. And because 
it's such yeah. an obnoxious it's when you think it, it's such an obnoxious like a, a kind of um over the top thing to do like mm-hmm. yeah. wait you you flew all the way to london just to accept a challenge you know just, <laughs> just because but, but it's ego you know but it's the ego because like yeah because yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it when i'm ready i'm gonna do it on my terms and it was just like that thing of it was it was it was things like that it was like that that level of commitment that was unique yeah yeah like i you know i always said that we are you know i had one chance to get this thing right with the as the nwa champion and everything Mm -hmm. because it it, it's it's the oldest adage in wrestling and this is and i and i and again i'm not trying to uh sort of claim endorsement from people without merit but it's why a lot of the old school guys will come up to me and say like i love what you're doing because and they all say the same thing because they go if you believe it they believe it yeah yep and that's that's really that's all that's everything in the business and and honestly it's um if i if i was and i'm not referring to any one particular show or brand or wrestle type of wrestling or anything like that but it's for me it's probably the thing that's missing the most right yeah um and it's not really anyone's fault it's just just because of the way that the business is executed now guys don't really have a chance to sort of believe what they're doing because everyone because it's so well understood that everywhere besides here or you know in most places it's so people know the process too well yeah, so they right. go, well, someone told him to say that. Someone told him to do right. that, yeah. you know, whereas no one's telling me what to say. Mm-hmm. Anything I do or say came from my heart, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's, so it's, it, and I think people can sense that. I definitely yeah. think, I think you're right. The, the, the sense of realism, the sense of sport, it, it's, it's all, all there. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. We built that, and that was that was our that was our sort of internal kind of guiding principle all the time was authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know, always like even now, like you know, obviously now it's a, obviously the the thing has grown you know a, a lot compared to when it was just me and and the guy with a camera. Right, um, <laughs> we're trying to just kind of work with a certain promoter and be like, okay, here's what we need to do our match kind of thing. Like, but now obviously it's different, but. Um, when, yeah, you know, look, we have what we know, there's new talent coming in all the time and everybody's got their own sort of interpretation of this, of this line of work. And they're all, and and you don't want to stifle that. Like you want people to sort of do it the way they want to do it. But the one thing that I'm always keen to try to, uh, encourage, you know, and reinforce with anyone or, you know, or, or I'll encourage like Pat or anyone in the office to re-encourage, you know, to, to, to reinforce the talent is like believable, authentic first, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. like not because I feel not because I'm like trying to shit on any other way of doing it, but it's like, that's, that's, that's the thing that sets this particular brand apart. Right. Well, you know, that's what gets people to invest. I think, you know, right. Like, if you're, if, if, if you're, a, a, I've, I've used this analogy before. So anyone who's hearing this, who's heard other interviews of mine, you know, feel free to groan now, but <laughs> it, I, I always like to use the in and out burger analogy where it's like, there's no way that this company has any chance of beating McDonald's. Right. Right. 
certainly not in probably not in my lifetime you know right, right. not 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 uh, not unless some incredibly uh unforeseen kind of things would happen um McDonald's has know. to really mess up right but mcdonald's may not always be the best hamburgers right right but they have but they're the most popular and they make the best system right. yeah. but it's not really about what it's not really about which is best right because it's about which one people buy the most yeah right but you but you can be in an out burger where you deliberately are a little less accessible mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so that when those of us who don't have an in and out burger close to where we live when we go to the west coast it's a we go all in and out burger yep yeah right That's what, so it's like one in a new town there's lines around it's the block. just it's right. just a fucking burger. It's just a burger right. and fries. <laughs> right. Because that's, guess what, guys? That's all this business is. Wrestling is burgers and fries. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's just, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's about 500 different ways of doing burgers and fries, but it's burgers and fries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And so if you can, and in and out burgers, whole thing is like, we just do burgers and fries. We don't do we don't do a we don't we don't once a year do a, a rib you know we don't do a fish thing or we don't do a you know we don't do a you know they didn't get into the chicken sandwich wars thing at least not that i'm aware of they go no no right we do perfectly done like char grilled hamburgers and hand cut fries and we do it like in the in a, a traditional hot grill some good quality chuck and here you right. go yeah right like and that's what i wanted that's always what i wanted this brand to be mm -hmm. now yeah. it's not my company so it's, i can't you know i can't sit here and promise that it will be that way forever but whenever i'm performing like that's what i'm trying to do because i'm going i know what you guys have come to see right you know like yeah and that's that you know that's the way i look at it and, and you go in and out burger are a tremendously successful business and they but the, you know part of their model is that they deliberately don't want to you know have a, an in and out burger franchise in every corner of the country and every corner of the world they don't want to be everything to everyone well and they don't and they want to they because they know that if they have less stores they have less they have less risk yeah but they can also create more they can create a little more demand and create more right they they can create more of an aura around their brand and their product sure right? where it's like it feels special when you get a chance to see it there's some there's some mystery right and that's you take, a little mystery yeah take the paper you know take take wrestling at the chase nwa 73 august 29th mm -hmm. on fight tv pay-per-view nice it's the chase ballroom in st louis that there hasn't been wrestling there since 1984, right. but that was where, you know, Ric Flair made a name for himself. Harley Race, you know, all these different people, a who's who, Bruiser Brody, like a who's who of wrestling have wrestled at the chase. And for to those people in St. Louis, they're like, whoa, wrestling at the chase is back. Like that's a, that's right. a, that's a St. Louis like icon, like not just a wrestling thing. Like that's a St. Louis kind of pop culture icon, but what we're looking at for the sort of wider audience, or at least this is my hope, if I'm trying to convince people to buy this pay-per-view, I'm going, yeah, no, look, it isn't going to be this big fancy arena 
with right. like a, with LEDs in every conceivable spot and pyro and and, pyro you and know, amazing sound systems and you know the floor lights up when you tread on it and all it's like that stuff's amazing but like but that, that you, you ain't getting that here that's not, what you're gonna get not. here is you're gonna get like a ballroom that looks like it was from the 1950s but but done up in a modern in a modern way delivered mm -hmm. as traditional values modern delivery so if you want to see a totally different type of presentation you know what i mean if you want the most traditional burgers and fries you can think of right and like and you want to see like you know an old school ballroom like that's packed out with people who have come to see wrestling like then yeah you can buy this pay-per-view and i promise you it may it, i don't care really if you if it's your favorite or least favorite or whether you think it's the best or not but that's a subjective thing anyway which makes, right. makes the whole argument completely pointless but i can promise you this it will be totally different to anything else that will be on pay-per-view this year and it's Absolutely. like and who knows if uh, this might be a one and done you might you might never get to see this again because right. it took a lot of convincing for the chase park plaza which hosts presidents and has had like Frank Sinatra and Johnny Carson and wow. you know people like that and it it took a lot of convincing wow what's it like to get them to balls? to give wrestling a chance again because they went oh wrestling like that was part of you know mm -hmm. that was part of our old history you know Luthers and you know the stuff like that and then it was right. like you know it took it with you know it took it took a lot of convincing but they you know and they give it a go and it's it's sold out so like let's do it let's you know let's yeah. crush it but it, like i say it's going to be yeah. totally different to anything else you will see on a wrestling pay-per-view this year in terms of the look and feel and the atmosphere and yeah we'll be right back hey guys i got a quick question for you are you dog people if you know anything about us you know that here at bacon's my podcast our dogs are our family members right uh, we love to give them a little something extra to look forward to every month, get them excited, and that's why we subscribe to BarkBox. So every single month, Bruce, Bane, and Bruno are treated to two brand new durable toys, plus like uniquely curated packs of treats. It keeps them excited, keeps them engaged, and uh, you never have to like go out shopping for stuff. So if you have a four-legged furry friend that is your favorite alliteration, we got a special deal for you. Just for being a Bacon Is My Podcast consumer, if you head over to BaconIsMyPodcast.com and scroll to the sponsors, click on the BarkBox link, you'll get an extra toy in your first order from BarkBox. So head over, once again, BaconIsMyPodcast.com, click on the BarkBox link, and spoil your favorite four-legged furry friend today. While you're plugging your stuff uh, and paying the bills, speaking we, have of, to pay, speaking of businesses, we have to pay some bills. Speaking of businesses, we so, uh, we have a fantastic sponsor that is a small business, and they are called Poddex. And uh, what they are is uh, basically questions. They're interview questions, podcast uh, ideas, um, conversation starters, icebreakers, things like that for people that might not questions. have you know diarrhea of the mouth like all of us seem to be able to uh, just talk forever about anything. Yeah, they are awesome. They are an awesome company. If you go to poddex.com, they have some cool swag. They got these cool cards. And with the promo code BACON, you can get 10% off your entire order. 
And uh, Nick, all this, we would like to uh, have you choose the deck, and we are going to pick a random question for you to answer okay. these cards. So we have right. uh, the episode deck, we have interview deck, interview deck two, then there's also the uh, would you rather deck and the what the heck deck. Ooh, ooh. Uh, I thought I thought I thought I had it. I thought I had it in the bag. I was going <laughs> to go for interview deck two in honor of Mr. Wrestling two, but then I went, oh, maybe, oh. maybe. Uh, would you rather? That happens to be a fan favorite. That is a fan favorite. Yeah, I had a feeling that might be the case. Well, you know, look, like I said, I'm a, I'm a businessman at heart, promoter at heart. I aim to please, give the people what they want. <laughs> give the people Jerry Jarrett, want. the most successful territory promoter of all time, besides Vince McMahon, said, "Hey, never try to outsmart the audience. Give them what they want." Give them what they there want. There you go. Now these uh, these questions could be G-rated, PG-rated, or PG-13. They don't go much higher okay. than that because uh, they kind of try and cater uh, to everybody. Cater to everyone. So all right. Well, just 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 keep in mind that my six-year-old son has just joined us. He's uh, oh because 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 of the internet issues I've got on my phone, which means I'm now in the master bedroom. So D, nice. say hello. Hello, sir. Hey, what's no. up, dude? How you doing? No. No, he's he's he's, he's not having it. He's, he's well, you know what? He's he's a superstar. He's laying down. He's you know, he's not ready so, for his close up at the moment. He's adding podcasts to the uh, bunch of cool things that he's done as a child. Yeah, so exactly. He's like I was, he's like I was backstage at Wembley Arena, guy. I ain't got right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and <laughs> fan out your cards, guys. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna fan them out, and James right. is gonna scroll his finger through. You You're just tell me when to stop, and we'll get a random question for you. Stop. Stop right here. All right. All right. This is an easy one. This this one this one's this one's good for the whole family. Okay. Would you rather have your head be too big for your body or hands that are too small for your size? <laughs> I think I could probably make the argument that I already suffer from both of those afflictions <laughs> as it is. I don't have uh, I was I don't have like alarmingly small hands, but I don't have particularly big hands. Right. Like I've got I've like then it's, it's not like people look at them and go, oh my god, what is that? But but they but but uh, I think yeah, in comparison, they're, they're they're just I mean they're definitely smaller than I mean I you know some of the some of the guys I know have got like hands like freaking shovels, and I'm sitting there going like, well, you do these, have you do have giant arms. Things. You have giant yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it could be just sort of comparison, but um, mm -hmm. and you know, and, I, and look, I've got a noggin on me too, so it's. I, I think, I guess, if I had to, I don't know. I, I guess if I had to, if, I mean, how big are we talking in terms of a big head? Let's, head let's go extremes. Yeah, let's go extremes. Extreme. Bobblehead and child hands. Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> bobblehead or child hands? Bob, I'd take bobblehead. You know why? Because everyone on TV has a huge head. Like, yes. if you yeah. oh, yeah. like, I've, I've I've had the privilege of meeting quite a few like real what I call like genuine celebrities. Yeah, and especially the ones who are like who are known for being television hosts. A lot of the time, I'm like, get the head on this guy. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna name now. Too much respect. Right. For, no, like, we're talking, I mean, some of these people we're talking about are like national treasures, but like I've met them in like. Hey, you Jesus know what? Christ, like the, the head on this is like a tombstone. <laughs> it's a TV head. And so we've, TV head? I, we, like me and my friends have a theory that like you need to have a large head to be uh, to be successful on television. Okay. Well, you know, to have, well, to have a memorable you know, face, right? Yeah. Well, speaking of large heads, um, 
I hope this is going somewhere good. Conan has a has a large head. Conan. Conan. Uh, now, you said. Oh, oh, is it, are you saying Conan? Conan. Conan, Conan, Conan O'Brien or Conan? Conan not, not Conan the no, Barbarian. Conan O'Brien. Not Conan the Red. Not Conan, not Conan the, the um, Barbarian. Yeah. But I was well. I was talking more about Conan, uh, my my or, my or, close uh, or, yeah. my close personal friend and uh, Mexican legend and booker and. Keep but he's got, I mean, he's got, look, Conan, look, I was just going to say, K-Dog's got a pretty, he's got a pretty sizable head on him. Does he have a big head on him? Yeah. Yeah, he's but yeah, no, you're right. Conan, and I will say, Conan O'Brien's actually one of my heroes. I'm a, a huge fan of Conan, so. Well, I was, I was bringing it up because I, um, I, you put a post when, when Conan um, has uh, stepped down, is stepping down yes. from the show. And you would put a post saying that in, two, in 2017, you were kind of disillusioned yeah. maybe with the business a little bit and you were and you were you know possibly just kind of not into it as much anymore and he had yeah. done a speech that yeah. kind of reinvigorated Dartmouth. you now um i i you know obviously we're not going to go into the whole speech but can you kind of like summarize like what about that kind of well kind of, so he so you know when you look at conan o'brien he's a guy who did everything right yeah right he is a, a, a tremendously accomplished writer, you know, the Simpsons, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Like, and then his, and then, you know, transitions into late night, does tremendously well with his own show, then gets the Tonight Show and then gets royally shafted. Yeah. Like that whole debacle with Leno and, and yeah. NBC yeah, and that whole thing was, was, was one of the, you know, that, like, and then here's a guy who has the sort of, who has the self-awareness and is cool enough to sort of to yeah like he he went on 60 minutes i went yeah like hit right i got fucked over and here's how but then right. after that he just kind of went hey like no one's going to feel sorry for me i made millions of dollars and it's like to, you know it is what it is but that story could have very well ended up with him just sort of disappearing mm-hmm and like because because of the sort of the stigma and the sh- and the sort of if he'd have if he'd have reacted and it was all based on how he reacted to it like he could have if he'd have stayed bitter and you know and sort of um and and really kind of made that his identity like that it would have been you know it that it really would have been the end of his career and yeah, instead right. He goes, all right, there's, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. And he goes off and just tries stuff. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I'll, go, I'll go do live shows. I'll go do stand-up again. I'll go speak at colleges. I'll go, you know, I'll write this, I'll do that. And, you know, then he winds up on TBS. And again, he's sort of like, could, you know, he's, he had, again, had the wherewithal and the, and the self-awareness to sort of make fun of himself for it and be like, I'm on TBS, you know, but that's what <laughs> endeared him to like, and he became the most popular guy with our generation, with young people. Right. Yeah. Because he was so irreverent and so like, un, he, he had no pretentiousness. Yeah. So it was like, and, and there's something, it, I think the thing that struck a chord with me was the fact that when I finished up with, with TNA, like I had this, one of the biggest obstacles I had in my career was that I always felt like 
TNA, even TNA, even after I, even when they, even when they went with me with as world champion, it was like there was always this. I always felt like there was this sort of hesitancy, this sort of reluctance to really kind of get behind you, double because they were always worried that I was going to end up at WWE. Right. right. It was this sort of because because everyone had already sort of written my destiny for me and decided like he's going to WWE. He's exactly the kind of guy they want. He's got WWE written all over him and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It was like, no one ever asked me, you know, yeah. like, right. do you want to go? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it was, and it was kind of like, because of that, it sort of ended up creating this weird kind of energy between WWE and me as well. And then, you know, that didn't happen. And it kind of, and at the time, you know, there was a part of me that went, well, okay, it's kind of like, it's like an old territory saying is, is something to the effect of, you know, <laughs> once you get to the main event, you're either going over or you're going out. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, if you, if you're not winning, then you're moving on. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of how I felt is like, is this what happened with my career? Like I topped mm -hmm. out at TNA and I did everything I could do there, worked every position on the card, wrestled every name guy there you know won the world title main event it shows the whole thing left there no wwe okay is that it then you know like right right and then I, and then it was sort of like and i think conan's approach kind of inspired me to go no there's like it's up to me i'll write my own destiny you know like there's a lot of different ways to do this and and i think you know cody in a lot of ways was is similar obviously very different circumstances but like mm -hmm similar sort of situation where and again i think that's one of the things that sort of gravitated us to one another maybe was this kind of understanding of like that you know I always, I always use this analogy for people i go hulk hogan didn't grow up wanting to be in the wwf because it was because it wasn't a it wasn't a thing it was just one territory right right when he came up you know he just wanted to be a big time pro wrestler yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you know Scott Hall and Kevin Nash have both been, you know, tremendous helps me, especially Kevin. Um, and you know they always said the same thing too. They were like, "We just wanted to be big time pro wrestlers." If you're if you if you're going to base your entire value on wanting to go work for somebody else, and basically saying, "Well, my entire sense of achievement and happiness is going to be based on someone else's decision." that's a rough way to live yeah yeah you know like yeah. that's a, that, yeah. that's a re that's a recipe for for heartbreak and again i i guess i you know in a lot of ways i'm proof of this to a point to a to, or in, at least in my own unique in my own little way mm -hmm. if you can get people to believe in what you're doing you you're your own brand yeah yeah you know uh and that's that's that was the sort of inspiration i took from from Conan and I think it was just that just that sort of realization of like there are no rules here you you know you make this shit up as you go along yeah, yeah. if yeah. you believe it they believe it that's uh, that's I, that's huge advice for people you know like yeah, a, that, I love a, that. a big wake up for people too um you know again like we're musicians it's the same thing in the music industry where it's like you're chasing a, a deal or you're chasing a, right. a, a certain thing and you're allowing somebody else to tell you you're successful. Whereas if you take control of yourself and you 
get people to believe in you and you believe in yourself. I remember I remember being uh, get really uh, digging into uh, Macklemore. Yeah. Like yeah. his story. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I like some of his stuff. I, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like I was a huge fan of his stuff, but like I don't even know how I stumbled across it. But, but like his story was kind of like that, where he just kind of went like, I don't need a deal. Right. You know, like. Yeah. I'll make my he own was deal. one of the ones that kind of proved it. Yeah, he was one right, of the ones that right, was kind of like right. Independence DIY. is the way. But like Young Bucks, you know, like yeah, yeah, part, another good one. Polarizing, sure. Like opinionated, sure. I've known Nick and Matt for a long time, and uh, and again, I feel feel like they're one of the ones who are people always trying to sow this kind of this kind of conflict between like me and guys like them, and it's like right, I, right. I'm immensely inspired and proud of those guys. For on a business level right yeah like well see I, well people people get confused with who someone is on television yes and then, and then who they are you know and, or, they and Grant, assume, or they or they see a guy like me and they assume that because i don't wrestle like them that i must mm -hmm. hate them <laughs> right like, yeah right if you're not a no, high flyer like, you I, must hate high flying wrestling or yeah no i i actually really like wrestling guys like them because it's an interesting story to tell right but well but I, mean, I, I, I just always I respect those guys because, you know, they DIY'd. Yeah. yeah. They went, yeah. we don't we don't need any, like, we don't need a vehicle. We'll make our own fucking vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and, huge. You know, we, when we were all in, I never, this is one of my favorite memories of that show, was I was sitting in the dressing room at All In, and it's like me, Okada, Jay Lethal, the Young Bucks, who are like, you know, running around like lunatics because obviously they're like yeah, running yeah, the show yeah, too. And I just remember, like, I remember saying, "This was the remember when we were all sitting in the in the jabroni trailer at TNA, like showing up that day went to see if we were booked or not. Like, oh, one, oh yeah, you guys have got a match on Explosion, like you know, right. four minutes, <laughs> no one cares, you know, like, no, you've got nothing today, just just sit around and you know, hang out, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. like. And now look, Okada was IWGP champion. Jay's the Ring of Honor champion. I'm the NWA champion. And like, you know, on this like crazy sold out show that the Young Bucks have like basically right. promoted and sold yeah. out themselves. Like Insane it was, you know, independent show. Yeah. It was, it was just sitting there going, Hey, nobody would have predicted that. No. Yeah. You know, well, and, and, and something, something that I, I mean, I, I wanted to bring it up earlier, but like you going to, to NWA and doing what you did and working with Ring of Honor and stuff like that. What, what I don't think a lot of people realize is, is how instrumental you, you have been as well in this whole, you know, resurgence of non WWE product and, and the yeah. resurgence of independent wrestling, but now it's not independent anymore. There's other territory. Yeah, I, and I think, I think I, I, I mean, I, I, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as. I wouldn't ever. You know, claim to be instrumental in it. Um, I would. I would say that. I think I came. I think I had. A, I had good fortunate timing, and I think that I came along after. You know, after Nick and Matt and and Cody and Marty and and those guys had really created something unique. I think I was able to come in and sort of almost be like a little turbo booster to that in a way you know because it was it, it, it because those guys were all you know working for ring of honor at the time right 
but then when I came in, it was like, I'm, I don't work for Ring of Honor, but I was kind of like, you know, interacting with that world. Mm-hmm. Right. So then it really was, and then obviously with, and, and Kenny as well, to Kenny's credit, you know, Kenny was with New Japan and they were, and he was able to come in and sort of interact. And, you know, so it was like, there was, there was a few of us. And, yeah. and I, and I, I certainly wouldn't, I certainly didn't start it, but I, I, I guess I did, I did, I did help uh, sort of enhance it and further it, I guess, in my own way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Don't shortchange yourself. <laughs> So well, you got to be know, more careful because someone will clickbait this. Who's trying? You know, next thing you know, it'll say Nick Aldis takes credit for AEW. It'll <laughs> say, it'll say Aldis, headline. You know, Nick Aldis says AEW was my idea. Right. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> Nick Aldis already called Brock Lesnar McRib. So right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. We got you. People, like, right. I, get, I get asked this a lot. People go like, you know, if you could wrestle anyone, who would it be? Uh, Brock Lesnar. Like, which one's going to pay the most? Right, that's gonna right. be the biggest. Yeah, that's gonna be the uh, biggest. Uh, which, which one's the biggest payday? Is Brock, Cena, Roman, like pick, pick one. Can, which can the I biggest payday? Two or three times a, um, a year. Cool. Biggest payday. After these messages, we'll be right back. Okay, so in a world of streaming services, where can you find breaking news, live sports, and a mountain of entertainment? Look no further than Paramount Plus. With plans as low as $5.99 per month, you'll gain access to the following. Live news from both national and local CBS networks. Live sports from the NFL, NCAA, PGA, and much, much more. Your favorite MTV, BET, Nickelodeon, and Comedy Central shows from past and present. New original content like The Stand or Star Trek Picard or SpongeBob's Camp Coral. Smithsonian Channel shows and documentaries. Movies and much, much more. Go to baconismypodcast.com, click on the sponsors tab, and click on that Paramount Plus link and open yourself to peak streaming service. That's baconismypodcast.com, click on the sponsors tab, then on the Paramount Plus link and dive into thousands of episodes, live TV, original series, and hit movies right now. Do it. Are you still able to? watch wrestling as a fan are you able to separate yourself and and do that or is the promoter in you always kind of going how's this going to make money how are we going to do this how are we going to do that it's definitely yeah i mean it's definitely harder like i think conrad has talked about this before conrad thompson and he's a Uh a friend and he's a guy that i take a lot of inspiration from he's another serial entrepreneur um much more successful than i am but uh he's He's he, he was t- talking about how he's got a buddy who has like a theory that everyone has a ten year window, mm-hmm. where there's a sort of ten year period where you were just a fan and that like and everything from that era is like the best shit that you'll ever you know is your favorite stuff and that's the stuff that you'll go back to for real escapism, and there's definitely some truth to that. Um, but I I don't know if it's a ten year window necessarily, but I just have certain 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 old stuff that I like to watch that are. I'll watch over and over again and, and still have the same amount of escapism uh, and take inspiration from it. As far as watching stuff now, it's, it's not, it's not as easy, but I don't know if yeah. it's necessarily because I'm sitting there like overanalyzing it. I, I thought, honestly, the truth is a lot of the time it's because I know the people. Okay. Yeah. That makes so, sense. so then it's like, it's not as easy to, um, 
you know, once you, once you, you know, just, just because now you have a, you have a sort of personal sort of, um, you, you know, you have a personal feeling. Yeah, <laughs> involved. Yeah. You're watching so through you're, a different lens too. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, so you're watching stuff and you're, you're, you're sort of rooting for your friends to, to one to just be okay and not get like think people that's a you know that, that will this this never gets talked about enough but it's like it it bears remembering for, for fans especially the ones who are very demanding but like now more than ever but it's always been the case like we're putting our health at risk every single time we go out yeah like willingly people kind of people kind of gloss over that now because they feel like they know so much about everything that it's kind of that, you know, that's almost sort of taken a back seat, but it's like, right. Right. One false move can lead to disaster. Yeah. 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 Like every time. So mm -hmm. there's always the part of me when I'm watching my friends do this with each other, where I'm going like, I, I want you to come out the other end in one piece. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I want you to do yeah. it well, and I'm obviously I'm taking a great amount of interest in it on a sort of personal and professional level. Mm -hmm. But yeah, part of it is always like, don't get hurt. Yeah, be safe. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. there's a reason why the most of the boys say to each other before they go, be safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they don't say yeah, they say have a good yeah they say have a good match. You know, like but but it's usually be safe is like the last thing out because you know we're the ones who know. Like you can do everything right. This is the only business where one false move can lead to disaster. But even if you do things well, you're, it's still going to hurt. <laughs> you're still going right. to yeah. screw yeah. yourself up. I've been relatively fortunate in my career that I've had a, in terms of injuries, I've had a pretty, I've had a pretty good run, right? Like I'm I have over on, here. Yeah, right, yeah. right. We got it. We got it. Yeah. It's, 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 but if I listed off the injuries I've had to, a regular person they would go oh my god right like what you know right. like because when you list them all it sounds like <laughs> so you sound like a you sound like a madman well, you know? and and the you you guys you know like collectively come back in a few months from injuries that retire other pro athletes right Conan, like you know, one of the reasons, me and Conan, I already talked about Conan earlier, but one of the reasons Conan and I have a good relationship, I think, one of the reasons why he respects me is because I tore my bicep in Mexico on a tour for AAA. And not only did I finish the tour, two more dates, but I went home, scheduled the surgery, and then when they, they scheduled the surgery, it was like I had these other dates for AAA the following week. Mm-hmm. And I called Conan and said, all right, look, my, my surgery is scheduled for this date. If you can, if you can promise me that you'll put me in there with guys who are safe and, and it's in like six man, you know, trios matches in Mexico. Right, yeah. He's like, I was, you know, like if, if, if you can, I'll be there. I said, you know, I, I, I need, I need to know that they're guys I can trust, but I'll be there. And he's like, okay. And he did. That's, that's awesome. So taped it up and went back. The doctor cussed me out after I went, yeah. after I, I went back and had <laughs> surgery. Like I came to from my bicep surgery. That's, that's the, the, the worst injury I ever had. I mean, by, by a Is long way, it's all on yeah. bicep tendon and that's relatively normal in wrestling, but yeah, 
I remember uh, coming out of surgery, the doctor was standing there and he was like a young guy. He was, he was, he was a, a, around my age. You know, he was pro- I'm like 34. So he, and he was probably about that age then. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like a, a, an athlete, lifted weights and stuff. So, you know, I, I liked, he was, he was the right surgeon for me to have because he sort of knew like, you know, what the kind right. of stress that the body was going under. And he goes, he came and Mickey was standing there and he goes, so you didn't wrestle on this arm again, did you? Uh, after you heard it, and I went, "Why?" And he's like, he, and he just looked at me and went, "Don't fucking lie to me." And he's like, he goes, "You had," he goes, "You had a hematoma in your arm the size of a golf ball, you dumb motherfucker." And he's like, cussing me out after he's done the surgery. He's like, "You're fine. Right. Like surgery was a great success." He's like, "That arm's right, going right. to be strong." He's like, that, "This arm's going to be stronger than your other one now." And he's like, "But you're a dumbass." Like, and he just like it's just like cussing me out. Like I can't believe you went back and did that, you you idiot! Like, <laughs> you know, and then you and said, said well, "All right, I got to go to Mexico and wrestle right, yeah. some more." <laughs> I'm good for next like, week, right? But even even then, you know, I said, "You know, how, how much? How much? How long am I going to be out?" Is it six months? I was mm-hmm. I was probably working in three. Yeah, yeah. So, well, just, yeah, it's yeah. You you guys really push yourselves. It's it's a it it does deserve to be talked about more and it does deserve to be respected a lot more by fans and stuff that we can, as fans, we can, um, we can get detached a little bit and we can start to think like, well, you, you know, you owe us a show and like, no, you don't. I, I haven't really talked about this much, but you know, I know, like I said, I, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of rhetoric about, you know, my lack of activity and stuff. And it's like, you guys don't know what, you don't know what injuries I'm dealing with. Right. Like you have, you don't know. You like you have no idea. Like so, right. do, do you want me to go and like wrestle on a bunch of independent shows and wrestle on other people's television shows and stuff like that, and then not be able to deliver like for our pay per view, like right, right, and you know for for what? Just because because you because you wrote a tweet, right? Because because like because right. you said because you've decided that like. You know, because you've decided that you, you know, that you have to, you have to like this wrestler more than me. So, because you're a fan of this wrestler, you've decided you have to be against me. Like, right. come on, man, this is weak. Like, well, you gotta, I'm, you gotta also realize, like, these guys that write those tweets, I'd love to see them get through the first workout of training. <laughs> well, or I'd like, training. I'd love it's them like, to go, I'd love them to go do a show where they wrestle for like 20, 25 minutes, which is really hard to do. Yeah. And then come back and like this, this is a true story. So like the Crockett cup 2019, one of my best matches I've ever had me and Marty girl. Right. I thought we tore the house down and uh, like really pushed myself to the limit with that match. You know, just did all this cool stuff. We had Tommy young there to do like instructions and like we do stuff. Well, I bled, you know, it was rare, but like I bled and it was a gusher. It was, it was bad. Right. Right. And I've put in, you know, 25 minutes and it's like, you know, done all this stuff, get through it. We had this great match. I come back and, you know, there's like Cornets there and the rock and roll and all these guys are like, oh, shit, that was a great match, brother. You know, like, you okay? You know, blah, 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 blah. One guy came back and I won't say who it was. He wasn't a wrestler, though. He was someone from the office. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, there was a lot of blood. And it's like. I would love these people who talk shit to go put themselves through all that for 25 minutes and then 
not even get a thank you, right? You know what I mean? And right, and, and then right. have and then just and then just get told oh, that was a lot of blood. You Way know, bleed, like buddy. yeah. <laughs> Wait a like, can't you uh, can't you? Wow, like really? Blood, you know, like blood loss better. Yeah, like you know, and, you, and then, like, and and I'm just like, that's the harder part of this. Like, yeah. The, it, People talk about, oh, you know, the bumps and the traveling and this and that. It's like, no, try, try, try doing it for the first time. And then like what? And, and then, you know, and then like when when you realize that you're just a, a cog in a machine. Like, yeah, and then man. you wonder why. And then you wonder why wrestlers like get pissed off when fans are like trying to, you know, tell yeah. them how to live that. Try to tell them how to do their careers or like critiquing them right, and stuff. Right. And it's like you have no idea, like you have no idea what we go through. It's on, yeah, yeah. You lose that, your shit at your job if your boss is mean to you one day, right? You know, well, like, and and look, and it wasn't, and the, this, and I don't, this was not cold and callous or like malicious no, or anything. Absolutely, but it, it, and and later on, I had that conversation with that person and went, "You realize that?" Like, I said, "Just, just." I said, "Look, I'm, I don't care. I kind of, I kind of found humor in it, but I'm just letting you know that, like, when someone goes out there and puts, you know, puts everything on the line and like bleeds for their art and puts all the, you know, puts." Yeah puts themselves through all that and then the first thing they hear is oh that was a lot of blood like it's that's hard yeah. that's you that's might want to just you might want to consider that you know yeah. and right away he was like oh man i'm so sorry i didn't even think about that like you're right like that was you know he was totally right right he was just totally maybe, maybe don't lead with that <laughs> because they don't lead but it, yeah. it's just because we're in it we're in it every day so it's like we're yeah. just you know we're thinking of, he you know he was just immersed in the business side of it so he's like right. he's not thinking to himself yeah that might not be the best way that you know th this might not be worth this might be worth a conversation to have tomorrow you know or like right. yeah. it's not it's not something you say right now you know um well you you guys are presented as superheroes so much that sometimes people might forget the human is in there yeah. you know yeah. getting beat up and putting their life out there and bleeding well, and unfortunately the irony is is that the better at it that you are in terms of right. uh presenting a sort of persona and stuff is like the more people uh forget the fact that you're a human underneath it yeah i i'm like super glad you brought that up because i don't think that's been brought up before yeah we've had a few we've had you know we've had a lot of like cool like you know, like with the, do you look at things with a producer eye and stuff like that? Right. But the human element of wrestling and and the real, this is why it's a sport. That's that I I think that's super important, and yeah. I think that to our non wrestling listeners, I feel like this is this is important for them to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Like sometimes we'll have people that are that are non-wrestling fans that jump on to listen to us talk to musicians or talk to yeah. an actor or something like that and um and sometimes they're like all right i'm not really that into wrestling and it's like okay but you have to realize that like we're bringing we're bringing people on that are um passionate about what they do right and so passionate about what they do that they like give everything to it and then we get that right. story and talk to them about it we, we we talked about my son being backstage at stuff earlier and and people always ask mickey and i like is he going to get into wrestling i'm like well, first of all he's six like relax right. <laughs> but then so i'll he's go already like, beaten he's already beaten everybody on the roster he's the fact that the thing i take from it is i go look the reason that i like to have it, he was he was backstage at all the nwa power tapings and, and he's been backstage at monday night raw and he's been you know wembley arena for impact stuff and is that and my 
my philosophy on it is not because I want him to get into the business, mm-hmm. but I want him to be around engaged, passionate people who are yeah. absolutely dialed in to what they're doing and are doing what they love. And like, so you can see the difference between, uh, you know, a job and a career. Yeah. It's you inspiring know? when you, when you're right. around people or yeah. talking to people that are like that and it, and it right. pushes my, you to do my it. like, he, he can learn, he can learn all kinds of stuff at school, but you can't learn that. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and, and it's my responsibility as a parent that, you know, if, if I can provide access to things for him that will help him in life, like I'm going to do that. I'm going to take that every time. And for me, I, I saw that as a perfect opportunity to, to expose him to a type of energy and a type of inspiration that, that, you know, very, very few people will get a chance to to plug into it at such a young age. And I, and one way or another, I feel like that's going to help him. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it can't not, you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, that that's, is awesome. that's awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. I, um, dude, I, I gotta say, this has been a super cool conversation. I really like, we both really appreciate you taking the time with us, but uh, like just on the real side of it, it's been super fun yeah. and inspiring also. Like, well, I like, appreciate it. Sorry about the uh, snafus with the internet and everything. Uh, no, no don't worry about no that. No worries. That's what, that's what editing's for. We got that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we just want to thank you so much. We'll give you another opportunity right now to, um, just tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find uh, where they can find the products, where they can find your site, where they can your suits, your suits, where they can catch NWA, all of it. Just, uh, my suits. I have, I have a line with Nazir suits, but yeah, Nazir is a guy in Miami who, and he's a, a phenomenal designer and tailor. And he um, he reached out to me after NWA Power, the first season of Power. He he reached out and was like, "Hey, I recognize this one fabric that you picked." from this um and he's like that's one of the fabrics i use and he's like i love the way that you that you put that one together and he's like i'm i'm in miami and i design suits and make suits and i would love to make one for you and i was like i would love to let you and it just kind of went from there and and then it was like hey i think we should have you should have your own line and you know because you are 100 thankfully people were buying suits because i (laughs) because i told them to so cool man yeah, man. One of the um, best dressed men in wrestling. 100%. Yeah, I, I'm going to be 100%. Yeah. But you can get those at Uh My uh, supplement company, Legacy Sports Nutrition, LegacySupps.com. You can use code BACONPOD for 10% off everything. We've got a whole bunch of new products. We're about to, uh, about to launch some CBD stuff next, so that's cool. Um, and, um, yeah, look, uh, for me, uh, at RealNicoldis on Twitter, at Nicoldis on Twitter, Instagram, everything to do with the NWA is all at NWA on all the socials. And if you are, if you are a lapsed fan, if you if you miss wrestling as opposed to kind of sports entertainment or the you know the the the, the, the typical fair that you see today, or just you just feel like something different, uh, you don't have to dislike the. We don't we don't need you to dislike other wrestling to like this one, but. Um, if if you I, like I said earlier, I promise that this will be unlike any other wrestling pay per view you will see this year. And it's uh, wrestling at the chase. It's a chance to witness history because it hasn't been there since 1984. Um, so it's and it's uh, the historic Chase Plaza. And by the time this goes out, you will probably be aware of 
someone who's going to be there that will absolutely embody uh, the spirit of the NWA and, uh, and, and the chase. And it will, it's just for us, it's just like the final piece of the puzzle. is just going to make this a, a, an unforgettable, unmissable night. We'll be keeping our eyes open for that. And maybe we'll watching even, and that's maybe on we'll fight TV it. pay-per-view live exclusively on fight TV pay-per-view wrestling at the chase NWA 73. Awesome. Maybe we'll do a, uh, maybe we'll do a watch along. So watch any of you that, any of you that yeah. uh, get the pay-per-view and buy the pay-per-view, Maybe we'll do a watch along with it. We can all talk about it while it's happening and check it out and enjoy the pay-per-view. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. All right. Nice. Cool. It's a great so idea. Once again, thank you so much, Nick Aldis, NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Um, man, thanks for being here. Thank you yeah. so much. This no worries, awesome. guys. Thank you. It was um, such a great interview. We and, had a great uh, time. Hopefully you guys enjoyed time. listening to it. Even uh, if you're a non-wrestling fan. Yeah. You know you, you know you liked it. You know you're inspired because you can – the stuff that he was talking about, especially you guys, like when you when when we heard him talking about Conan O'Brien and how that that you know pushed him and all that, I like that. That actually inspired me yeah. in a way. Also, it was super cool. I like that. Like I, I got that a little bit back when we had Mark Miro on. Yeah, you know that that kind of feeling of of anytime I'm around anybody that is a that's a creative or that you know, is working super hard for their passion or their yeah. art. Like it's super inspiring to me. I hope it was inspiring for all you guys that are listening. Um, I know it is for you too. Like yeah. it's the same, it's the same thing, but uh, guys check them out. We're going to do, we're going to do, uh, I think we should do the live stream for the, for their pay-per-view. 57, uh, 73. Yeah. I, I think that would yeah. be cool. So hopefully you guys will join us for that. Um, Stay, you know, stay up to date on baconismypodcast.com. If you're a patron, jump on the Patreon, and we'll probably do something special for that, something yeah. a little longer or something, you know, a little more in-depth and stuff. But um, other than the uh, baconismypodcast.com, obviously, where we actually have some new T-shirts, you should check them out. Uh, mm-hmm. Where can they find you, buddy? I am at me, my own self, Mike, on all of the socials. That's just me, though. Mm-hmm. My band, Something Heavy which is the music that I put out that is at something heavy music on all the socials. Jimsy. I am at Jimmy G's shoes. One word on uh, all the socials. And there's no more uh, underscores. No more underscores. I got rid of them. That's a good call. Yeah. I, I That's a great call. It's a little too much. It was a little too much. So just straight through Jimmy G's shoes. And uh, my band, Craving Strange. We're uh, Craving Strange Music on Facebook, at Craving Strange on everything else, cravingstrange.net. So check us out there. And uh, they can also find Bacon is My Passion Music. All over the Spotify's, all over the Apple Music, or yeah. Crapple Music, whatever you, whatever you want to say. <laughs> if you're listening on Apple Music to this, give us that five-star review. It actually just helps us get heard more. If you're watching algorithms, Stranger it's all about TV, the algorithms. The algorithm says, uh, please subscribe and hit the bell. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for hanging out. Always ask yourself every single time. What's your bacon? Cheers. Later. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And if one episode just isn't enough for you and you need a little bit more bacon to my podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bacon is my podcast. Over there, 
you will get access to monthly live streams, discounts on merch, early and commercial-free access to Bacon's My Podcast episodes. Some of them are even extended surprise giveaways, additional shows, including Tasting Is My Passion, and, of course, Cooking With Bacon Is My Passion. And, oh yeah, you get a crap ton of music. That's right, all of Jimmy and Mike's bands, previous, current, whatever it is, you'll get access to that music, demos, and much, much more. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash bacon is my podcast and learn what the hoopla is all about.